Good evening and welcome to Talking Berry, the first Talking Berry presented by The One Group and TheOneGroup.ca. My name is Stu Lynham. I'm the marketing director for The One Group and we're very, very, very excited about this, what we hope will be the first of many, many, many live broadcasts. And it's called Talking Berry and it's about Berry, it's about the people, it's about things that are happening in our city. So we're pretty excited to be joined by some uh, important people in our city and of course the most important people are you. So please interact, comment, leave questions, we'll be monitoring uh, the Facebook page during the live stream. So if you have a question or you want to join the conversation, we want you to be there. It's an interactive experience, and we're really excited about it. And we're really excited as well to welcome our guest, Todd Palmer from Pratt Holmes, marketing director of Pratt Holmes, and an excellent volleyball player, right? I, I was not prepared for how good you were going to be, Steve. <laughs> I was flawless. I wasn't ready for that. No one was more surprised than me. Thank you for coming, Todd. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Sandra Roberts, CEO, founder, uh, all things Pie Media, Pie Mag, Pie Magazine. So we're very happy to have you here, here as well. Thanks. Sandra, Sandra, thank you for coming, Sandra. Hi. Claudine Benoit, uh, 20 years, 21 years now for the Berry Film Festival. And you've been there since day one. Almost. Almost day one. Yep. And the director of the film festival. Yes. And we're very excited to have you here as well. Thank you. And Scott Cooper of The One Group, also my boss, if anybody wants to spend good money. Team leader, sales specialist from The One Group, uh, a real estate expert and uh, an excellent photographer too. Scott, thank you for being here too. And thank Steve. you for putting this all together because it was Scott and The One Group that has put this together. So we're really excited. Everybody comfortable? Everybody set? Yeah. Off we go. A new sports facility is being uh, proposed for the downtown core uh, in the area around South Shore Center. So that's uh, probably going to be a baseball stadium. Uh, primarily a baseball stadium. Um, so what do we think about that? This is um, this is going to be an upgrade for the Barry Baycats who play now. They play in Minnesing, so out in Midhurst Way. So it's a little far, a little out. Uh, so they're proposing that it comes to the downtown. Todd, let's we'll start with you. You're in developments. Uh, do we need a, a baseball stadium downtown? I think all development uh, within reason is exciting development for any city when it's growing. Um, I've actually played at the Baycat Stadium before. It's a great stadium. Um, I would say, does it need to be down on the waterfront? I'm not personally a huge fan of the location. I do agree that we do need another stadium just to get sort of um, high-level tournaments that you know that happen in the IBL or that potentially could be another place for concerts or anything like that. But I don't know. Haven't even done a concert at the actual stadium that the Bay Cats play at before. No, and one of the uh, parts of the proposal is that this could double as an outdoor concert facility, which I guess we haven't had since since. Uh well, in a long time. Molson so, Park. The Molson Park. Park so, yeah. I mean, that would be an option. Uh, Sandra, do you think this is a good idea? Do we need something in that uh, downtown, uh, an outdoor facility? Hmm. I, <laughs> love, <laughs> I love the idea of like a multi-purpose um, uh, platform like baseball and concerts. But I also love stages and parking and I think the one thing that kind of concerns me about that particular location is the struggle with parking. Like, as we know, with Kempenfest and stuff, there's a major congestion in that area. But I think that close to downtown um, is a great idea. Like, uh, Bradford Street, maybe attach a hotel to it, like Drake, you know, something cool with, like, art and culture and, like, moving shows and that kind of thing. So it's, like, sports, culture, fun, place to stay. But this is culture. I mean, sports falls under the culture umbrella, I would say. The film festival is a cultural... Uh, I mean, what do you think of this idea? Should we, should we put in something downtown like that? Or what do you... I'm not a fan of it being at the waterfront. Um, I, I think we need to protect our green spaces. I think that should be part of a tourism plan, is to protect your green spaces. Um, 
yeah, you don't have to have development everywhere, uh, and it's a it's a prime it's 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 prime land, um, and people are enjoying the trails there, and uh, so yeah, I think. Scott, real estate wise, um, there's a, there's been a lot of construction in that area. Um, it would mean more construction. Uh, where do you where do you fall on this? I think the location that's proposed uh, is going to cause congestion issues at Manette's Point Road, which is already when we have our our big festivals like Kempenfest and and some of the the races and the triathlons and stuff that go on down there. It, it adds which a lot of. Part of yeah, which which we all which yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a big triathlete. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it's going to cause more congestion in that area, which we don't want. And I don't think it's a big enough space. It looks like it's going to be yeah. put in with a shoehorn, right? Um, but I but I really <laughs> yeah right. Um, I, I yeah. think it's a fantastic idea yeah. that yeah. we get a proper sports facility that we can do yeah. multiple things with. And I'm a big fan of having it out near the highway. We want all the people that drive through Barrie mm -hmm. to see this thing and go, wow, Barrie's growing up. Like, Barrie's got mm -hmm. stuff Maybe happening. Yeah, I think it'd be fantastic at the yeah, old Lassa sure. Fairgrounds. It'd be a fantastic like, location. Yeah. yeah. Get the, well, that's stuff. not going to help congestion either, though, because of the, getting on and off the on-ramps and the highways at Esther Road's already a mess. Um, but, but at least the infrastructure. I think, yeah, the yeah. infrastructure, or maybe closer to, like, Park Place and Harvey Road, Big Bay Point, when they're going to build a new bridge and stuff in there, maybe somewhere there could work. I don't know. It'd be great to have it where uh, people drive by and see it and go, hey, I want to go to a sporting event there. Hey, I want to go to a concert there. And we're, like, we're so fortunate to have like people in our community that want to give us this kind of an, sure. like a, an event space. Yeah, people you know, want to invest. It just speaks volumes that. about you know, the kind of people that live here Absolutely. and invest in Barrie. Mm -hmm. Well, the other, another consideration, though, to keep in mind is that when these ideas are being proposed, there's, there's, there's excitement, there's exuberance, but then it comes time to pay for it. And in general, you see that these types of facilities end up needing partnerships to keep going. They need naming rights. They need so, so in the interim, in the short term, rather, maybe it's looking like a good idea. But down the road, 10 years down the road, are we going to have, uh, I mean, the Barry Molson Center just had to get renamed. Um, or is it looking for naming rights? Is this something that we should be worried about? I think that's kind of standard protocol nowadays for buildings mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just went through the renaming of the Five Points Theater downtown. Um, you know, we tried to give it its own legacy, so it wasn't really kind of um, always corporate sponsorship. But this seems to be the game nowadays, from stadiums to events to, I think there's naming rights on Scott's pants. Like, it's going that far. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's not true, but uh, yeah, I think it's just kind of, it's part of the game now. If you set up a stadium, if you have an event, you're looking to put naming rights on it, and corporations are looking to put their name on things, especially if it's successful. What a great way to, like... Um influence the community and show your family pedigree for like you know really establishing great business in Barrie and you know employing great people and being able to attach your business name to something that's going to influence the community for a long time to come for right? sure and plus what a good word pedigree right you like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think, I think we can agree that it's a good idea in theory as long as uh, we're not looking at uh, hundreds of years of construction and mm, too much congestion definitely. And, especially in that area downtown and something else is that they just finished uh, the military heritage park and i mean that would be uh, a concern i would say don't want to be encroaching on the parking in that area yeah. so for sure excellent so i also like this i just want to clarify i like the stadium they play at right now good stadium good place i know it's a little bit out of town but it's just it's a nice stadium i like it. yeah excellent so Todd, tell us what's going on with uh, with pratt homes you guys just had a really exciting uh, uh event renaming the uh, the former mate what do we call it now the former matey 
the, net, the five points would, would offended <laughs> even so. No. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you know that's what uh, what it was. It's called the Five Points Theater now. That was actually a really fun thing that happened. Uh, there was twenty four hundred votes. Nineteen hundred of the votes were dedicated to the first and second name, and only thirty eight votes separated Five wow, Points Theater and uh, Theater at the Five. So that was really cool. But uh, in general, yeah, things are rolling right now for Pratt Homes. You know, we're closing homes at the gallery on Essa, where Elaine Cucci's art's going to go on the roof there. We're closing at the Junction. We've got Bear Creek Ridge, uh, which is selling really well right now. Oh, broke the wall. Um, <laughs> which is selling really well right now. And uh, an exciting part about Bear Creek Ridge, um, aside from just kind of new floor plans, new facades, and just an entirely new product line for the Pratt Homes family, is uh, we actually partnered up with Tiger Shark and did uh, some of the first virtual reality home tours to be in Ontario slash Canada, uh, which is cool because, you know, you can't pop in the model home, but you can pop on the headset and go in. So we're, we're, you know, we're making things happen like that. Excellent. And uh, what's your website if people need to find more about Pratt Homes? Oh, we got all the websites. PrattHomes.ca, BearCreekRidge.ca, BantingSquare.ca. That one's reopening soon. Excellent. Excellent. Nice. So uh, on to topic number two, the city of Barrie is considering a tourism committee. Now, this is separate from Tourism Barry. So this would be a committee that would look at things like facilities, would look at things like generating interest in events. Uh, the proposal, which just happened a couple of weeks ago at uh, City Council, is that it would include members from Tourism Barry. It would include members from the community. It would include some city councillors. Um, so do we need a tourism committee, Claudia, we'll start with you. Uh, <laughs> do we need a tourism committee outside of Tourism Barry to start generating some more interest in tourism in Barry? I guess I'm not clear on what the terms of reference are, like, are going to be for this, this committee. Um, I mean, if they're focusing on facilities, I get that there's different needs for facilities, you know, like, the, like a group like ours, Film Festival, what we need to show films is probably very different than a theater group or what, or what have you. But I think you're saying that they're looking at special events, bringing them to Barry, yeah, for example. Yeah, it's a sports committee specifically. Mm -hmm. is, it? is it? See, this I'm confused. I don't really know the I details think, on it. I guess the guts of it is: Do we need to be spending more money, more attention to generate tourism in Barry? Is there enough need to get more tourists here that we need a tourism committee outside of what we already have, which is a tourism Barry department? I think tourism Barry is doing a really good job. Um, but I mean, tourism is, it benefits the whole city. So, you know, it, it's something that we always have to, to keep in mind and work on for sure. But, you know, I look at a lot of the great talent that's within Barrie um, that we should be celebrating as well. But, and we're awfully close to Toronto uh, that we, you know, a lot of people are, are willing to hop on the highway and go and see whatever it is, right? There's so much there. Like, we're very close to, the sit, to that city. Oh, I yeah. did it yeah. last Sunday. It was excellent. I went down at like 10 o'clock in the morning, yeah, went shopping, had a lunch, had a glass of wine, and I was home by 7.30, and there was no parking, no driving, go train. It was sweet. So people wow. come to Barry, the same kind of idea, you know? For sure. Yeah. And when you go to Toronto, uh, if you're, uh, you know, a, a commuter or whatever, when you go to Toronto, there is really no visibility for Barry. There's not any sort of mm. indication that Barry's up here, that, you know, that we've got that we've got the film festival, that we've got local events. Um, should, we, should we be doing more? Should we be getting the word out in our own backyard and tell people it takes an hour and ten minutes on the go train? For sure. I mean, look at our city. We're on the water. Come to Barry. Get on the lake. 
you know, play on the lake. You can get sup on the waterfront. Um, unfortunately, we missed the serendipity because it was really cool to, like, experience, like, if you don't have a boat, to experience Barry from the water, to see Millionaire's Road, to see Manette's Point, you know, to, like, mm -hmm. venture around the city to via see boat. To Senator Robert's house. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, my apologies. <laughs> to see how big Kempfelt Bay really to is. To see how yeah. big it is, yeah. yeah. So and maybe it's more of a marketing, maybe they should be pouring more money into marketing what we have. Well, even places like... Um, the state of California on television, they got all kinds of ads like why why you want to come to California. Mm -hmm. If they have to do it, you know, then certainly we have to. you know cities like Barrie can yeah. could benefit from some really um, uh, emotional or impactful videos, yeah. mm -hmm. um, films, you know, to yeah. to make you want to live here. I think Barrie is. I agree completely. Like, I think you know marketing to get people up here in general is just a really good idea. I mean, our population is supposed to grow to two hundred ten thousand by twenty thirty one. So those people got to come from somewhere. It's not just going to be all births. Um, <laughs> so the tourism... Pay <laughs> uh, for you. The two, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that is one. Yes. One. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. We will produce one. Um, the, I think Tourism Berry does, is in support of this. I think if it's a sports-related um, committee, I think, you know, I think they've been kind of talking about this for a little bit themselves. Um, if I understand correctly, but uh, I think anytime we're looking at increasing tourism in the city, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, we're bringing money in, we're filling up hotels, we're filling up restaurants, uh, and I'm going to sort of go back to something you said, Stu, and I think actually Barry's a little more on the map than everyone expects. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of good, you know, tourism Barry's doing their thing, they do an exceptional job. Um, everyone can always be doing better, but, uh, you know, Pie Magazine, for example, like they're putting Barry on the map. You know, Pratt Holmes putting Barry on the map. The film festival putting Barry on the map. Tiger Shark, you know. Mm -hmm. um, G Shift. G Shift, oh, right? Yeah, like sure. uh, Flying Monkeys. All of these companies are really focused. You know, Randy Feltis and the Farmhouse and, you know, Pie. Like, there's a lot of good things happening in Barry, and I think Barry's a lot more on the map than you expect. Sure, you still meet the person from the GTA who's like, Barry, it's a farm field. But, like. <laughs> That's why we need to get better tourism, because for the people that still think like that, they yeah. need to come here. They yeah. need to, like, play here. And I think that's what the tourism is all about. Like, our city is so active. The sports is like, you had to change from a volleyball game before you got here. Like, the sports. <laughs> I smell. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But the sports, like, the sports scene here is so huge. And I think Mike McCann is, like, one of the counselors that really wants to head up this uh, new tourism. Um, program, which I think is excellent. And at the heart of tourism is uh, cultural events, and uh, one of the cornerstones of the cultural scene in Barrie is the Barrie Film Festival. Last year we celebrated uh, the 20th anniversary. Yep. So year 21, tell us what's, uh, what's happening with the film <laughs> festival right now. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I think one of the biggest confusing things with the Barrie Film Festival is our name. You know, a lot of people think we're one festival, but really we have year-round programming. Um, and, you know, we're constantly building on that. You know, we're in the theater every two weeks, uh, two monthly film series. We've got outdoor series, we've got a short film competition sure. that's international, uh, that supports also emerging talent, education programs, and we've got two film festivals. So, and actually our core program, which is our Screen One film series, has been around for 23 years. Yeah. Fantastic. And uh, BarryFilmFestival.ca if you want more yes. information about the Barry Film yes. Festival. Excellent. It's been a few months since the Barry Examiner went uh, goodbye. 
the the local newspaper uh, folded after uh, very 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 many years, almost 100 years actually. Uh, symptoma, uh, symptomatic, really, of smaller communities across the country. Guelph had one of the oldest newspapers in the country, and they folded last year. Uh, what does this mean for local media? Do we need to have these traditional, uh, I mean, local radio stations are cutting back in terms of radio news, CTV Barry's making cuts in their local news conference. Yeah. Do, do these traditional media sources, do we need to have them, or is it, is it just time to let this stuff go and, and move on to others? A lot of industries are changing. Um, you know, when I got back in the real estate business back in 2005, we used to spend a lot of money on print ads to market houses. You know, full page ads, promotions. People would call us. We'd put an ad in the paper, and on Friday, our phone would be ringing off the hook. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone um, would line up for that coveted front page spot. That yeah, little box. the little box with the yeah. open house, right? And we'd fight over those those front page ads. Um, and we were spending a lot of money on print ads, and it was getting us. You know, we were connecting with people, and we were helping people find homes and, and helping sellers sell their homes. Um, and that started to go away. You know, 2009, 2010, we, we were really pulling out of a lot of those ads. There's still some people that are still doing a lot of print ads, but the papers rely on that kind of revenue to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think um, you know, part of the problem with the examiner was they, they weren't getting the ad revenues that they wanted. The, the audience is not there anymore. They've, they've all sure. taken to the Internet. Sandra, this is right in your wheelhouse. I mean, you're a local media uh, organization. Um, the, the revenues for sure might have been dropping with the Bear Examiner, but there's also a population that really still use local me- uh, traditional media like newspapers, older people, some people that, you know, uh, so uh, do we need those those traditional sources or is it time to just sort of... No, for sure. And like even this morning I met with Rock 95 when we first met. Um, Again, I met with yeah. <laughs> I met with Rock ninety five this morning, and they said that their numbers are up in the last four months. So basically, a lot of people now are turning back to looking for um, news, instant news as well, not waiting for tomorrow to get it, but really turning into the radio to get um, their their news. And you're right, Stu. A lot of the seniors really rely on the newsprint or this news media to mm-hmm. feed them information about what's going on in our community sure. because a lot of these people aren't on the internet. They don't know how to use a computer or, um, you know, it's just, just they're not savvy. So I think it's really important that somehow we figure out the best platform to still consider the seniors in our community when it comes to sharing news. And if it's radio, then it's, it's all radio right now. But I understand that, you know, uh, print media, when it comes to news, um, definitely is changing, you know, to the, the savvy social world. And I want to kind of jump on that for a quick second just because Rock 95 and Cool FM, like Dan Blakely over there, yeah. hyper-local, hyper-news focused, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're like, they're ramping up. Like, they're bringing their news game to a whole other level, yeah. you know. Uh, Chorus is cutting back news. Um, Larsh, they're cutting back news. I mean, it's... In Rock 95 and Cool, they're going in the complete opposite direction, and I think that's really going to benefit them, right? Because people do want to know what's going on in the community. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, I think, Scott, you made the right point there, right? That, you know, print, ad revenues, sometimes newspapers is just bad business for someone who owns 25 newspapers, right? The whole idea is you want 50% of your newspapers to be doing well. Mm-hmm. If one of them's not doing well, we're going to have to hack that to get the business going well. But I think this kind of scenario here is going to be where news goes in terms of local sometimes, where you're bringing those people together, doing a live Instagram, Facebook, and getting people from the community to come out and talk about issues. And uh, I think sort of that's the way I see news going in the future. And we should mention, too, that uh, as the Examiner has gone, we've still got uh, the very advanced, and we've got Barry Today, which is a completely Mm -hmm. online publication. 
God, it's I guess it's been about a year and, and a half that they've been around. Or and two Snapberry years. too. I mean, I see Snap like Snap everywhere. Snap you got to give Snap. Oh, Snap, Snap, Snap. Yeah, they've yeah. been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess really what it amounts to is that um, the, as long as there is a local media presence, whether it's digital, whether it's traditional, mm-hmm. uh, then that's the key. As long as we don't lose things like Snap, like Berry Today, mm-hmm. like those sorts of things, when they start going away, because it, it, in a lot of the traditional media areas, what happens is that the local component is just dropped and that they import news from sort of Toronto or Vancouver and they get sort of generic news. Mm-hmm. So that's a real danger because then we're, we're, we're talking, we're not talking about things like the Berry Film Festival, we're not talking about cultural events that are happening here. So. Right. Well, and it's, it's, you know, whenever you're promoting something, you, you've got to look at all your demographics, right? Like radio, TV, everything. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I, I, do, I do think you need to strike some sort of balance. Like, you do want news from a reliable source as well. Mm, good point. Um, reliable source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, getting, we're getting a lot of comments on... Are you fake news all of a sudden? No, it's <laughs> not. Let's not. Let's not. I'd love to, but no. I want to make sure... I knew was... Trump was going to make it in here somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a lot of comments here. Stephen Elliott, uh, Justin Roberts all agreeing that uh, there is still a place for print. So definitely mm-hmm. there is, uh, as you mentioned, there's still a need for it. Yeah. Uh, Sam, tell us what's happening with Pie Magazine. Uh, really, really uh, sort of a cornerstone of the luxury lifestyle here in Barrie. So what's happening right now? We just launched a website. So like, we're not not embracing like what is happening um and it's a boss website, too. Right? It's a boss website. And Tiffany did it. That girl, she rocks. Those guys are like, I love, um, I just love sharing information. I love curating content. So with Pi Media Group, it's really about storytelling. Um, It's about creating art. It's about sharing art. It's about target marketing. You know, it's about parties. (laughs) <laughs> it's about celebrating business, Not that really. Any of us have ever been no, no, I'm sure. And <laughs> if you that, haven't, like you're missing <laughs> out. <laughs> but it's really like Pi Media Group is really about storytelling. It's about curating content. It's about beautiful photography. It's about interviews and storytelling and putting in a platform that, yes, it's in print. It's not dated. It's not seasoned. It's a book. It's more than an experience. It's like something you can share with friends and it's a bit of a legacy, you know? So it's really about that integrated marketing, you know, like um, the experience of creating a story, even for the client, is the experience that Pi Media Group is all about. It's video sharing, it's photography writing, and the party. There's no such thing as just an ad spend with Pi. No, no. It's a whole, like, Mm -hmm. the dollars mean, like, a whole entire, like, lifestyle and experience change. You would know. You would know. I've seen your photos in a couple pictures. And where do we go for more information? Uh, What's the website? Well, Pi Media Group is the new site. So on that site, actually, it's really fun. Like, we've been doing, I actually have um, April Barber, who was, like, 20 years with the Examiner Sun Media. So I'm very excited to have her join my team. So there's actually some really excellent talent pool in the city right now um, so there are some positive points <laughs> um, so the www.pymediagroup.com really important I said www. hey because yes, yeah. everybody needs that <laughs> just in case these things and then all the magazines live there now so excellent so we're on to the final strokes here three minute lightning round so we'll have one answer from every uh, on everything. Driverless cars are coming to Ontario, Claudine. Terrified. In, in, the, in the near future, <laughs> a car will appear at your doorstep. Nobody is driving. Are you going to get in? No. I love driving, first of all. Scott? It's going to save me some speeding tickets. <laughs> Todd, no driver are you in. Listen, driverless cars aren't the problem. 
the cars with the drivers uh-huh. are the problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's the concern. Sandra, no drivers. Oh, yes, I'm getting in compound time. I'm working, and I'm getting to my destination on time. Driverless limo? Oh yeah, you coming? <laughs> Obviously. Oh, what about you, Stu? This is terrible idea. Here? This is a terrible idea. Nobody saw Terminator. This is how it starts. The robots take over. You're in the cars. You're in big trouble. Speaking of speaking of cars, another app-based food delivery service is in Barrie. Uber Eats is here. We've also got Skip the Dishes. Uh, is this a good thing, or should we, Sanders, should we be going out and supporting local you, restaurants? But it's local, and it's corporate companies that you can order. For, and you know, like you can even get ice cream delivered. Like you could order from like three places for the same dinner. Wow. You could do an app, a dessert, and a main course. Ty, like, Ty, and not leave your living room. Are you getting on your phone and getting people delivered food, or are you going out? Oh, I already have. I do both though. Like I've skipped yeah, the dishes, and I've gone with the. I guess the skipping the dishes is at home, but. Um, I think the brick-and-mortar game is tough in general, man, and I think really you need to step up the experience side of things. I mean, Barry has numerous incredible restaurateurs around here, and I think experience is a big part of that, but I'll skip the dishes. Yeah, oh, I don't want to make it seem like Cutting, I'm only ordering skipping in. Skipping the dishes? Oh, I, I, don't I, don't, I, don't I don't know. I like the experience of going to a restaurant, too, like a, and interacting with people. There's something about sure. that, too. Scott? <laughs> we tried it. It works. Um, Usually when I want to eat, I want to eat now. And I don't have 45 minutes to an hour to wait for my mm. food to show up. So I'm either hitting the kitchen and making it myself or I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the road to go get it. And the ice cream will melt. Yeah, I know. I was curious <laughs> about the ice cream. I actually haven't ordered the ice cream yet. I was just looking at it because I generally like to go out. Like, I'm, I'm a socialite. I like to party and It's going to melt by the time it's here. Rotary really? is offering to pay for a fishing platform at Heritage Park. This will uh, sort of a, sort of the end of uh, Heritage Park. We just got through like 500 years of construction at, uh, at the waterfront. Scott, is this a good idea? We need a fishing platform at Heritage Park. Rotary's paying for it. Ro- Rotary's paying for it, and it's, it's um, every year in June, we have a thing called Kids Fishing Day, and 1,500 kids come down to the waterfront and fish. And there's some areas that aren't exactly safe places for kids to be trying to get in there and, and learn how to fish. So I think it's a good idea, as long as it doesn't create a massive mess and congestion, which we already have a problem with. Otherwise, I think it's a good idea. Claudine. I'm, you totally convinced me. <laughs> More developments are good for the city, right? Hold on. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I just want to clarify something. Regardless, it wasn't w. 500 years. <laughs> Finish the plug. <laughs> um, what they did with downtown and the waterfront and lakeshore is awesome. And when it's finished, it's going to be more awesome. I think, yeah, for that reason alone, kids are down there. A lot more people are going down there fishing. I don't fish myself. I just, if I'm going to, I'm going to barehand it out of the water. Uh, I'm yeah. traditional like that. Like a bear. Exactly. Exactly. Yay! Can you believe that, like, we live in a city that you can swim in and fish right off your dock? Like, how excellent is that? Put away your phones. Go fishing. Fantastic. Scott, uh, the One Group has brought this to uh, our streams here. Yeah. Uh, OneGroup.ca's website. Um, it's been really interesting. I don't know if that's the right word. tumultuous couple of years in real estate, particularly in Barrie and GTA. Mm -hmm. What what are you seeing right now in the real estate scene? Yeah, so we went through an incredible year last year, uh, explosive year. Um, People were getting, you know, we had one couple that got over $150,000 over their asking price on their house. Mm -hmm. And and what it was was a supply and demand thing. So we had no supply and all kinds of demand. And then June hit and supply tripled and demand went to half. And we saw price corrections. uh, July and August actually was a tough time to buy and sell real estate. And in September, it got a little bit better. October, a little bit better. November was okay. December is always a weak month. And we're noticing kind of a slow start to the spring market, although in the last three weeks, a lot more people are coming 
to the market with their houses and saying, I'm ready to make another move. And housing prices have kind of stabilized a little bit. Um, but you can now go and find a house and negotiate yourself a reasonable offer. And you're not one of 13 people putting in a bid on the house and you have no idea if you're going to get it. And if you're a real estate investor, this is an opportunity too, I would imagine. That, uh, if you're looking for investment properties, you probably got more yeah, options. Yeah, if, if you're an investor, now you can you know, maybe negotiate and get a little bit off the property, which is you know, what you need to do. If you're, if you're overbidding for a house, it's kind of hard to uh, make a solid investment out of it. Excellent stuff, guys. We're done. Thank you very much for being here. Scott Cooper from The One Group. Thanks, Scott. Claudine from yeah. the Berry Film Festival. Thank you. Sandra from Pi Mag Hi. and Pi Magazine. Todd Pratt, uh, expert volleyball player, and uh, Todd Palmer. Pratt Holmes. I'm sorry. Pratt Holmes. Pratt Holmes. Pratt Holmes. Also, before we're done, though, I just want to make sure we do give some love to CTV Newsberry because yeah, they do do yeah. a good job do. locally. Yeah, I feel like we didn't yeah. give them enough love. We didn't. We're giving love to Rocks. Want to make sure I say that. Yeah. Cool. And it's Todd and Palmer Rogers. from Pratt Holmes and Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. And Rogers, yes. And Rogers, and Rogers, yeah. So I make sure the people get the love. But there's right? so much to talk about. Even these conversations, like we just touched on, like these topics, like we could go so much. Like we'll talk about so sure. every Friday, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah, there's so much more to say. And we also <laughs> want to say thank you to you for watching, for interacting. April, Justin, Mandy, Stephen, thank you very much for your comments. And you can continue to comment uh, on this uh, stream after we're done, too. We appreciate you watching. And we'll be back for sure. Uh, just keep watching this space for the next edition of Talking Berry. Thanks. Have a great night.